Hello, everybody. Welcome to Singivio Google Hangout, 8th of September. And after a long summer, we're back and we're busy. So, Dale, hello. Hello, everyone. And Richard, hello. Hello, everyone. Right, hello. Okay, so let's crack straight on. Right, news, property news. Oh, by the way, Graham can't make it today, um, but he'll be with us next time. So, news, news. Let me share my screen. We have a few things which I think are worthwhile talking about. Right, the first thing that's actually been announced this week, which is quite interesting, is that LSL, the largest state agency group, have announced a £20 million investment into Yopa. So Yopa is making a bit of a noise as an online estate agency. So that follows on the investment by Savills of both 16 million in June and a further 15 million early this year. So that's quite interesting. The second thing, easyproperty.com. So Easy Property this week announced a relaunch of their business having merged with the Guild of Professional Estate Agents and Fine and Country. And you can see that they are now offering what they claim to be is the largest hybrid estate agency. And the third news, all on this same theme, is that Belvoir have announced that it is opening an online estate agency. So quite interesting that the world appears to be moving online with regard to the high street. So, Dale, what do you think of that? Uh, I think that though the news on those companies is just uh, they're the latest ones to, to join the online revolution. Um, I think that whereas I, I think high street estate agents are seriously worried. Uh, in fact, I, I read in the last week or so I saw in the press that apparently one in five high street estate agents now showing signs of financial distress. Um, I think, and I, I think they're funding that I actually think they're showing signs of stress, let alone distress. But whereas I think, you know, they probably saw there was a space for these online agencies to sit alongside them. I, 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 I think now, um, yeah, I, I think that, that there is a, just a, such a huge, massive move to online that uh, it's really is signaling now um, a massive, massive threat to the the high street agent. So it's not surprising that they're they're financially seeing the impacts of all this. I will be at the Resi Connect conference on Thursday next week. So actually, it'd be quite interesting because full of residential agents, I'll be able to give everyone some feedback. Um, the the next big thing that got announced this week, which I think is quite interesting, is on the market. So on the market, the portal has announced that it's going for an AIM listing. Um, I, I I question that. Um, it, on the market, always set up as being um, a business which would which is owned by the members, and the idea was that they would not float, but they are now floating. I suspect it's because they're out of money, and they're hoping to raise money. They'll then better take on Right Move and Zoopla. Um, good luck to them. I'm not sure it'll happen, but anyway, we'll see what happens. In terms of commercial agencies, what I think is quite interesting about the move online is that Singaviel, um, to all intents and purposes, really is um, an, really is a commercial agency that's online. We have been for many years now, since 2006, um, and it's actually quite surprising there aren't more who adopt our model, really, but maybe the move 
online by high street estate agencies will be followed by the commercial agencies. What do you think of that, Richard? I think you're absolutely right. I think for any agency to remain current, they need an online presence. And I'm not just talking about a website. They need to be able to engage with investors and clients, uh, be they local, distant in the UK or overseas. Right, let's crack on. Let's talk about some of our recent sales. I think that might be um, quite helpful for the market. Who wants to do that? Richard, Dale, who's taking, who's, who's doing the pre Richard? Uh, I'll run through them uh, quite quickly for people. Um, so we had quite a busy summer. We sold a number of properties, uh, the first of which I had to mention is the, uh, the multi-let restaurant uh, opportunity in Manchester City Centre known as the Quadrangle, which we sold for a new client to a Northwest-based property uh, investment company. For in excess of the £5 million asking price, um, the buyer performed very, very well indeed. And the net initial yield on the sale was uh, circa six and three quarter percent. So it was a very good result all round. Um, so that was a very good one to get done. We also sold um, various retail investments over the summer. We sold uh, a town centre shop in Weymouth with two years left on the lease to Sports Direct at the asking price. Um, uh, which went, I think, quite quickly within a week, 10 days of going to the market. We also sold, uh, or have been also very busy in Scotland over the summer. We've sold in Aberdeen, we've sold in Glasgow, we've sold in Wick, we've sold uh, an EE shop in, in Aberdeen, a, a mixed-use building in Glasgow, and a retail investment in Wick. So we are busy in, in England and Scotland. Um, the markets are interesting. Um, but if you've got the product, then you can sell. Okay, good. Thank you very much, Richard. Dale, do you want to run through for people who are watching um, the uh, the new sales that are coming up? Sure, yeah. Let me just briefly run through them. So uh, the first one to mention is um, Graham in our Scottish office has, has just, uh, I think today, just, just come out with a, a little retail investment in Kilmarnock, which is... Uh, attractive 200 grand lot size, uh, nine and a quarter percent yield. Uh, it's a retail investment let to an established tenant. Um, we've got one or two others in Scotland. We've just also bought to the market this very, very well let secure office investment in Uddingston on an uh, established business park just outside Glasgow, which is let for a further nine and a half years to capita. So uh, bulletproof income um that one's 1.7 million eight percent um we've uh, got a, a convenience store in haywards heath so southeast let to the co-op um that's for another just over 12 years with rpi rent reviews uh, 1.12 million which is five and a half percent um we um have also this week launched this um uh, retail block in Inverness, Prime Pitch in the High Street, which has led to, as you can see, Mountain Warehouse, EE, and another very established Scottish covenant. Um, uh, numerous asset management opportunities on this one. Um, very nice, attractive block. One and a, uh, just over, yeah, what, 1.75 million, 11.6%. Office building in. Doncaster let to Barclays Bank, just over one and a half million pounds, eight and a half percent. We've got a little 
office in Leeds, uh, short income, two years, but to a very good covenant uh, with some potential alternative use. Um, that's £800,000, uh, sub £100 a foot. And we've got this restaurant investment in Sudbury, which is over 27 years of income to Prezzo with RPI rent reviews. Um, again, you can see just over a million pounds, 5%, it's a highly secure income. And the final one to mention is we've got a uh, this petrol filling station uh, in Norfolk, which is 13 years to Martin McCall, 1.72 million, 6.35%. Thank you, Dale. Um, Richard. Yes. Why don't you give a flavour of what else we've got coming up? We are working on a number of new sales at the moment. Um, Dale is going to be coming to the market with a multi-let mixed-use investment in Northampton on Abington Street, which is the prime retail location for the town so give Dale a call on that it's an interesting asset management opportunity uh, showing a nice net initial yield so give Dale a call we're going to have uh, a number of retail investments all over the country which we're working on as well uh, we are also working on some other interesting uh, well long income sorry well let long income properties so give us a ring or keep an eye on all social media channels for announcements of these, these sales in due course. Okay, thank you very much, Richard. Okay, so I just thought that um, there's one other thing that we sh I wanted to touch on in terms of news and regulations, it, which I'm uh, quite surprised that a lot of property people don't seem to be aware of. But if I can just show everybody this, the uh, the money laundering, terrorist financing, and transfer of funds regulations came came out in June this year. They suddenly hit us all. Um, they suddenly landed. They suddenly, within four days of um, being being um, laid before Parliament for law, and it, it imposes significant obligations on the property profession. And I think it might be. Quite, people might be quite surprised if, they're on, if they um, were to understand or were to hear what these regulations actually impose. So for estate agents, up until June, we've tended to rely upon solicitors in order to verify a buyer when you're selling a property. It's, and if you're actually acting for a seller, you have, of course, have to still money launder them. Now, the new regulations have changed this approach completely. From, from June 23rd, estate agents can no longer rely upon the solicitor to va verify the, the um, validity of the purchaser. The estate agent has an obligation now to, first of all, clear the purchaser themselves. So it's no good me just saying to the solicitor for my client, is the buyer okay? I have to see and clear it myself, and I have to be satisfied. And furthermore, I have to actually be happy with the identity of a regulated agent who may be acting for them. I've not only got to actually know their identity, but I've also got to check and be satisfied that they have got the authority to act on behalf of the buyer. Similarly, a buyer has an agent who has an agent acting for him, has a, um, as a result, has got an obligation on the buying agent to satisfy, they have got to satisfy themselves with regard to the KYC in terms of the seller, and they also have got to 
be happy with us as selling agents in terms of our identity and that we've got the authority to sell. Now the estate agent has to abide by these regulations and if they fail to do so, the statute says that there's a heavy fine will be imposed and in fact there is an there could be up to a two-year prison sentence. So it's very serious, and yet I'm quite surprised and actually amazed that so many estate agents are completely oblivious of it. And uh, we've spent quite an awful lot of time dealing with our lawyers to make sure we've got our right, um, the right procedures in place. Now, the point is that when do you have time to take these checks? Well, the, the regulations state it's at the point of entering into business relationships with a party. Now, business relationships could, will be, for example, exchanging a contract. It should be as early as possible because if you are acting for someone, you need to you need to make sure you're acting for someone who passes the regulations. But you have to make a judgment call. So it is really at the point of heads of terms are agreed by the traditional route. At that point, you must have carried out your KYC either as a buying agent or as a selling agent. It certainly must be done before you exchange a contract. Now this has got extreme implications for the auction room. In an auction. The guy stands on the rostrum, the hammer comes down, the fall of the hammer is the contract exchange. It's not a signature, it is, a, it is the fall of the hammer. It's the only place where you can buy a property without the need to put a wet ink on a, on a piece of paper. And what happens in an auction room is the hammer comes down, thank you sir, you bought your building, and then they say, who are you? The auctioneers, by law, can no longer do that. By law, they need to KYC buyers and bidders before the auction room. However, Surprisingly, the auctioneers do not seem to be adhering to this at the moment. I'm actually quite amazed because it's a fact, it's, it's a question of law, and it'd be very interesting to see what happens in the next month or so. But if you go to a, an auction, be aware that if the auctioneer has not verified you, they are, it's black and white, they are not abiding by the regulations. But just to warn bidders, if you are a bidder and you are an agent, you are under the obligation to have KYC'd the seller and the auctioneer. Now, I have a suspicion the fact that the auctioneers are failing to, it appears, it appears, I have to say I haven't seen an auction yet, but it appears as if they are not actually yet organizing themselves to, to deal with the new regulations. I have a suspicion that bidders will go to the room not realizing anything has changed, and they could find themselves in a situation where they are breaching the regulations because they are not undertaking KYC on the sellers and they are not taking, undertaking KYC on the auctioneers. So I actually think it's a very serious point and to date has hardly been covered as far as I can see by the profession. So be warned because I think it's going to have serious implications. So that's basically what I wanted to say on, K, on um, the KYC which I think is very important. So guys, anything else to add because we want to be quick today? Dale? No? Dale wants to get on and do some deals. Richard? No. No, what's the no AOB. No, Richard's gonna go. Richard is good. <laughs> Richard's gonna get with some deals as well. So quick first Google Hangout of the post-summer period. Keep watching. If you want to buy anything of us, you've seen what's for sale, loads for sale. Um, give us a call. Okay, speak to you later. Thanks very much. Bye.